Welcome to Locked in a Podcast, where we explore all things escape rooms, puzzles, and murder mystery. The history, design, and psychology, and future of this exciting and fast-growing industry. I'm your host, Alex Suto, and today I'll be diving into the world of escape rooms and uncover all the secrets that make this activity so captivating. Now, who am I, you might ask? Well, I've been running the Panic Room Gravesend in Kent for the last seven years alongside my wife, Monique. I got into the business because I've always loved puzzles, games and challenges, and escape rooms just seemed like the perfect way to combine those interests with my love of storytelling. Over the last seven years, we've been prolific builders and creators, having now built over 30 unique escape room experiences. We've got a variety of different rooms, each with its own unique theme and story. we put a lot of time and effort into making sure each one is as challenging and immersive as possible. First, let's start with a little history lesson. So, escape rooms as we know them today have been around for about a decade, but the concept of a physical space where you have to solve puzzles to escape have existed for much longer. I mean, the earliest known escape room, I guess, you could say was a live action game called The Crystal Maze, which aired in the UK in the 1990s. But the first modern escape room was created in Japan in 2007. And since then, the industry has exploded and with escape rooms popping up all over the world. But what is it about escape rooms that make them so appealing? Well, for one, they offer a unique and exciting form of entertainment. Unlike traditional games or movies, escape rooms are interactive and allow players to feel like they're part of the story, part of something. They also tap into our innate desire for problem solving and the satisfaction of accomplishment when we finally actually escape that damn room. But it's not just about entertainment. Escape rooms also offer a number of benefits for mental and physical well-being. So for example, escape rooms require players to use critical thinking, memory, spatial reasoning. These can help improve cognitive function. So they also promote teamwork and communication, which can be beneficial for both personal and professional relationships. Now, let's talk about the design of escape rooms. Creating an escape room is no easy task. It requires a combination of creativity, problem solving and storytelling. You would say that a good escape room designer should be able to weave a compelling story with a series of challenging and logical puzzles. The best escape rooms are those that really transport players to another world and make them feel like they're really part of the story. But the design of escape rooms is not only about creating puzzles and clues, it's also about creating an immersive atmosphere. The use of lighting, sound and set design can greatly enhance the player's experience and make them feel like they're in a different place and time. Escape rooms have also been used for corporate team building and in education. Companies are using escape rooms as a way to improve communication, collaboration and problem solving skills uh, among employees. Similarly, escape rooms have been used as a tool for teaching critical thinking, problem solving and teamwork in the classroom. Now, let's touch upon the future of escape rooms. So, as technology continues to advance, we can expect to see more escape rooms incorporating new and exciting technologies such as virtual reality, augmented reality and even artificial intelligence. We can also expect to see more escape rooms being used for corporate training and education and a wide range of different other purposes. You never know, you might find an escape room at your nearest zoo. But I would say the future of escape rooms isn't just about technology. It's also about addressing social and political issues. We're already seeing escape rooms being used to raise awareness about important issues such as climate change and human rights. 
So there you have it. There's a little bit of a brief overview about the fascinating world of escape rooms. So what should we talk about next? Now, if you're listening to this podcast, you probably already know about escape rooms. Why I just told you barely scratches the surface. But with this series of podcasts, we're hoping to go into a wide variety of topics, discussions, talk to different owners, designers, and game masters to see what makes this so great. So, if there's a topic that you really want to hear about and discuss, reach out to us at don'tpanic@thepanicroom.net. We'd love to hear from you. Let's talk about the art of storytelling in escape room design. An escape room isn't just a series of puzzles, it's an immersive experience that transports players into a different world. And a crucial aspect of that experience is the story. A well-crafted story can make an escape room feel more real and engaging, and it's what sets great escape rooms apart from the rest. So how do escape room designers go about creating a story for their rooms? Well, it all starts with a theme. The theme sets the tone for the entire experience and provides a foundation for the puzzles and clues. From there, designers will often create a narrative, a story that players will experience as they solve the puzzles and try to escape. But it's not just about having a story, it's about how that story is integrated into the room. So a designer will use every element of the room to enhance the story, from the decor to the puzzles. Every detail should serve a purpose and contribute towards the overall experience. Another important aspect of the storytelling in escape rooms is creating a sense of tension and urgency. So the clock is ticking and players have a limited amount of time to escape. This sense of urgency adds to the excitement and makes the experience even more immersive. And finally, a good story in an escape room should have a satisfying conclusion. Whether players escape or not, they should feel like they've been on a journey and they should have a sense of accomplishment. Storytelling in escape room design is such a delicate art, but when done well, it can take the experience to the next level. It's what makes players feel like they're part of the story and it's what makes escape rooms so engaging and exciting. Over the years, we've come up with lots of crazy, weird and wonderful designs from murder mysteries where there's no murder to the exciting tale of old father time. But we haven't always got it exactly right. Of course, we've been doing this for seven years and with every room, we're learning and experiencing new ways on how to make these escape room experiences. And at a certain point, there's a little bit of trial and error. Sometimes when you're designing in front of a computer, when you actually get to the space itself, what works in your head doesn't necessarily work in the actual physical space. And so from there, you have to kind of change and adapt what you think will work to ultimately what will be the best thing for the customer at the end of the build. One thing to remember is that the way an escape room is when it first opens or in its first month, compared to a year or even two years down the line can be a very different experience. Ultimately, when you have thousands of different people playing, you'll get more and more different bits of feedback and notice the way that people play and ways that could enhance your experience. So it's not just about getting it right the first time, but it's also about improving upon what you already have. A good escape room can always become a great escape room. By creating these stories and these themes and locations and settings, it allows you to take players to somewhere where they wouldn't usually be, or they never would be. It's incredible, especially when watching people play the rooms as they take on the twists and turns that occur in the rooms and see their faces light up and see them react to the story that you've created and that they are currently living. 
We often see in a lot of escape rooms the same regular themes come up. So you've got bank heists, zombie outbreak, bomb defusal, haunted house, prison, murder mystery, or even a serial killer. Now the interesting thing is that all of these can sound generic, but they're not. The opportunities of each theme are endless, and it's all down to what the designer is able to create. Much like films, designers can take twists on the genre just because it's a haunted house doesn't mean that it needs to be outright scary. What if they wanted to make it comical? But what if, during the middle of the game, the designer changes the stakes entirely to something that the customer wasn't even expecting? These themes are just a foundation for the designers to build upon, and having played nearly 500 escape rooms myself, I can say that even some of the most generic themes can sometimes have the most exciting and entertaining experiences possible. So now that we've covered the art of storytelling in escape rooms, why don't we delve into the mind of the escape room enthusiast and understand why these immersive experiences are so appealing. So first of all, it's important to understand that escape rooms tap into several basic human needs. One of them is the need for problem solving and a sense of accomplishment that comes with it. When players solve a puzzle or escape a room, it triggers the release of dopamine, a chemical in the brain that is associated with pleasure and reward. Another basic human need that escape rooms tap into is the need for social interaction. Playing an escape room with friends or family creates a sense of camaraderie and teamwork, which is not only fun, but also essential for our well-being. Escape rooms also offer a sense of escapism. Of course, it's in the name. A temporary escape from the stresses of everyday life, the immersive nature of escape rooms allow players to fully immerse themselves in the experience and forget about their daily problems. You don't have to be Dave who works an office job. You can be Indiana Jones escaping from a tomb. What's not to like? But it's not just about the puzzles and the sense of accomplishment Escape rooms also tap into our innate sense of adventure. They offer a sense of mystery and danger that is both exciting but also safe. It's a way to satisfy our desire for adventure without actually risking our lives. In most places, anyway. In addition, escape rooms offer a sense of control. In our daily lives, we often feel like we have little control over our surroundings and our future. In an escape room, players are in control of their own destiny and it's up to them to solve the puzzles and escape. As you can probably hear, like escape rooms tap into several basic human needs, from the need to problem solving, social interaction, to the need for escapism and adventure. It's no wonder that they've become as popular as they are. It's one of the main reasons why I love and still play escape rooms to this day, seven years on. Now I think one thing that we can all agree on is that escape rooms are fantastic for making memories the different types of groups that you're with, whether it's with your wife, uh, your husband, or just a group of friends, or even your colleagues at work, you'll be able to create these new memories and experiences that are all shared and recounted. You'll have the silly thing that your friend did in a room that made everyone burst out laughing, or that really, really close escape where you almost didn't make it and how tense it was right at that last second. Now part of making memories is a lot of people usually go on holiday, they'll go traveling um, all over the world. And this is actually something that people do with escape rooms. You'll get people that literally do tours of entire cities. Me and my wife 
are some of those people. Now we've done multiple tours to different areas around the UK, but also we've gone abroad. There were two particular trips that always stick in my mind because they were absolutely fantastic and there'll always be something that I'll think back fondly of. One of the trips that we did, we went to Berlin and we played about 27 different rooms and this was across maybe three days. We got to play such an amazing variety of different experiences that we wouldn't have done if we only looked outside of our doorstep. One company in particular, the Room Berlin, they're notorious for these immersive, intricate and exciting experiences that really set the bar higher for both escape room owners and also for escape room players. Over the last seven years, I've rarely played a room that had such incredible wow moments like Humboldt did. But not only did we get to play some amazing escape rooms, we got to spend some time with amazing people. So we might not necessarily remember every single detail of the rooms that we played on that trip, but it's very easy to remember the sausage museum we visited when we had a gap between our games. The largest trip we've ever done was to Prague. Prague is filled to the brim with different experiences across its incredibly historic city. We really enjoyed and relished not only being able to play these incredible games, but also just take in the city, the culture and the people, which made it so much better. Now this tour itself was a little bit insane. We ended up playing 37 different escape rooms across four days. I'm not quite sure how our brains managed to handle it, but we made it out the other side, all successes, and we had a brilliant time. And despite us having an extremely full itinerary, we still found time to add an extra one to our list, where we played inside one of Prague's historic bridges. This room I'll always remember, because we had to do something which you would never be usually allowed to do in an escape room. We ended up using a grappling hook to open a door on the other side of the wall. I'm not sure why they trusted us with a grappling hook, but luckily we all escaped intact. Because of how much escape rooms have spread, realistically, whenever you're actually out going somewhere traveling, you're always bound to be close to an escape room. It's now one of those activities or hobbies that has such a far reach that you pretty much have an escape room in every single larger town and a fair amount of small ones. And you'll probably be sport for choice if ever you go to a city. Every year, my wife and I go to Glasgow Fright Fest. So of course, while we're up there, we make sure to play some local rooms. Of course, it's a little bit of a busman's holiday, but it's what we love doing. What is interesting though is that over the years as escape rooms have expanded it's given smaller towns or cities opportunities to expand their tourism portfolio. Now we set up in Gravesend and unfortunately our town doesn't really have many activities or entertainment places to go to. And with a name like Gravesend it's easy to give it a bad rap. But lo and behold with our determination and insane willpower we've continued to persevere with our escape room and now we bring over 100,000 people to the town a year. And the thing we love about that is that not only does that mean that we're doing well, we're making sure that lots of people are having a great time, but also lots of other local businesses really benefit from it. As part of a night out, people will go out and do a panic room and go for a meal at a local restaurant. So suddenly all of these local restaurants are getting teams of two to eight players turning up and having food with them. So the cool thing is, is I guess if, if we're thriving, then they're thriving. Regardless of our efforts though, Gravesend still seems to get some sort of a bad rap. But unfortunately, usually it's just social media comments that are telling the same jokes over and over again. Of course, with our name being the panic room, people can use a little bit of wordplay. And unfortunately, the thing that usually comes up is, oh, I'd panic if I was in Gravesend. 
but the interesting thing is we also get that for our Harlow location as well. So I'd panic if I was in Harlow and I'd panic if I was in Niagara Falls. It gets boring. More and more people are seeing opportunities to go and play different places across the world, especially with international awards like Topeka being given to highlight incredible games from around the world. It's enticing more and more people to go out and explore. What's been interesting over the last few years is that escape rooms have appeared more and more in pop culture, in TV shows, movies, as well as even more escape room video games. I saw Glass Onion in the cinema in December and absolutely loved it. Now, not too much of a spoiler, but near the beginning of the film, there's a very, very cool puzzle box, which any puzzle designer or owner or player would have absolutely loved seeing how it was being solved. It was very clever. Now, of course, the film itself, some people have been a little bit divided about whether they liked it or not. I can safely say here at Locked in a Podcast, I absolutely loved it. I love nothing more than a good murder mystery, a whodunit. And seeing the different threads as they interweave and finally get towards the finale of the movie and actually finding out who the killer is. And of course, seeing if you were picking up on any of their hints along the way. I personally can't wait for more movies from this franchise. I believe there's another two coming, so sign me up. So speaking of a little bit of murder mystery, recently Hasbro have released several titles uh, under the Cluedo name or clue for any of our American listeners, of escape room board games. Now usually for these mass-produced kind of titles, I'm always a little bit apprehensive. However, we managed to play the first one, which is Treachery at Tudor Mansion. I think it's really interesting how as part of the gameplay, they managed to get the players to essentially create their own board as they explore the manor, and of course, while solving puzzles along the way. While none of them are necessarily too much to write home about, they were really fun which ultimately is the aim of the game. Now, comparative to other escape room board games, I would say it's more akin to Unlock, however, with elements of how Exit set up their games. You'll be looking to combine different items that you find as you go through the deck. However, you also need to keep a close eye on what you discover as you go through the mansion. Then finally, after solving all of those puzzles, you get to the end and you have to solve the murder. So not only are you getting those escape room elements, but you're also getting a nice little murder mystery wrapped up at the end. So speaking of murder mystery games, something that you might or might not have heard of is Unsolved Case Files. It's a new style of game that's been coming out over the last few years that's really taken off and is something that I've found really, really enjoyable. It puts solving a murder right in your hands. You get a sealed folder filled to the brim with all of the evidence and you have to work out who done it. These can take quite a while to solve. Uh, I think the last one that we did took about two and a half hours. So you really get time to get stuck in and immersed into the story that's unfolding before you. And especially as they take so long to solve, they're really good value for money. You can easily get copies from around 15 to 20 pounds off of Amazon or Cheeky Plug, our online store, thepanicroomonline.net. Sorry. So, speaking of the Panic Room, for those that are listening that are fans of us, we have some exciting stuff coming up. At the moment, we are actually working on building two rooms at the same time. In our Harlow branch, we're building Return to the Tomb, and then in our Gravesend branch, we're building the Don's Revenge. What's quite interesting about both of these is that they're kind of legacy rooms. So, in Harlow, we used to have the Tomb, which opened early 2017. What was tricky for us about the Tomb is that although people enjoyed it, 
the finished product was something that we were never 100% happy with because of how it was built. Due to limitations of space and limitations of the building itself, a few things had to be compromised which ultimately meant that we couldn't get exactly what our vision was. But we ended up with something that people loved anyway and that's the main thing. Now one of our most famous rooms, the Don, has been with us since July 2016. It's an old dog. Now unfortunately the building that it's in is actually going to be closing in March. And so we wanted to make something that continues the story and continues the legacy that the Don has created for us. It's a brand new design, a brand new set, brand new puzzles. And although it's going to be a little bit of a traditional room, it's also going to be packed with all of the bells and whistles that we are now capable to do. The same goes for the tomb. We've opted to go for a much more interactive, physical, but also puzzle-led experience. It's a little bit crystal maze. The number one goal is to make people feel like they're really entering and exploring a real ancient Egyptian tomb. Return to the Tomb will be opening at the beginning of March and the Don's Revenge will be opening at the end of March. So hopefully some of you will play it and we hope that all of you enjoy it. So that about wraps it up here for episode one of Locked in a Podcast. I've been your host Alex Suter. Thank you for tuning into our podcast today. If you enjoyed it and you're locked in for the ride with us, join us next week as we continue to explore the world of puzzles, escaping and mystery. Until next time, just remember, don't panic.